You know what those sounds mean, Emily. It's time for Straight Talk. It's time for Straight Talk. This is your chance to call in and ask questions um, about of, of the curators and the docents. <laughs> um, Emily and I, working in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, uh, happy to answer whatever questions you have about the faith. Uh, this is a call-in segment. You can also submit your questions online through Facebook. But if you do want to call, the number is 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. During the break, we were trying to figure out a way, Emily, to, to, to do set it to the sound of that song. Eight six uh, seven five three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're gonna mess them up with. I know. The, I know. So the problem is you can't get the area code in there. So it, you gotta you gotta exactly. announce area code eight seven seven. And then go seven nine five zero one two two. Oh, we nailed we did. it! Nice. We did it. Well done. That was uh, so okay. Well, now we can pass yeah, on this so, segment we're, we're, where we're, our <laughs> our mission is complete. We wanted to just get that number into a tune. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And we got a special gate special giveaway uh, today during straight te- straight talk. The first two callers who ask a question on the air. So sorry, folks. There's a condition. You've got to ask the question on the air during the straight talk segment. We'll receive um, a Saint Michael the Archangel protection package. So each caller will receive we got two two of these saint michael the archangel protection packages um these are in honor of this the archangel's feast day which uh this last was this last sunday so we're going to be giving the first two callers who have a question for us during straight talk everything that you need to call upon the powers of saint michael the archangel we've got a saint michael chaplet we've got a saint michael token a prayer card a visor clip um all the things you need to stay spiritually safe in your car emily i could use a little more of this in my life amen can i call in with a question (laughs) uh no Am I? You can ask. But you apparently, can't call I am uh, not allowed to participate. There, there'd in be this a lot segment. of feedback if you were trying to call in. Oh yeah, that uh, makes so sense. So that wouldn't work. That makes sense. Again, yeah, what a package, though. Our yeah, our first two callers eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two will receive this this fun little package um, with uh, with um, some spiritual protection for your car. And actually, Emily, I think we have a question live and in studio. Um, so we are just in a moment here. Um, Heather is our normal, is normally the host, but she's our engineer today. And Heather's going to get our, our question answerer set. No. Um, so. Good morning. What's your name? I'm Cece. Hi, Hi Cece. Cece. What's, What's your-, your question this morning? I just wanted to ask, um, what the church's opinion upon evolution is. I've heard a couple of different theories about it, and as a person that is very scientific mm. and loves dinosaurs, <laughs> I was curious. Great, Cece, Great question. If I can, how old are you, Cece? I'm 14. <clears throat> 14. Thank you so much for being willing to go on live uh, radio. You, you're on with, what, Heather, 2.5 million listeners. Wow. Uh, listening to <clears throat> a great question that but you have. But don't be nervous. You're but don't be nervous. Well, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I'm nervous because yeah. now I have to answer your great question. No, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious though, Emily, do you think that, I mean, she, Cece didn't call in. You know, I said that you have to call in to get the package. Do you think that she, she, she gets the package? For, I think she should totally get the package. I think you're right. Yeah, 100%. She, you're not driving yet, but you could, you could be driving because it is South Dakota. So first of all, before I even answer the question, we're going to give you the the first of our St. Michael the Archangel protection packages, all right? Wow, this is... What is What even is this? Um, you look at it while I'm answering your question. How's that go? <laughs> So, Cece, your question was, um, what does the church teach about evolution? 
Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, and there's a lot of different views among uh, religious people, among Christians uh, about that. But what the Catholic Church teaches um, is actually in one way, she doesn't teach anything formally. The Catholic Church does not say evolution is true or that it is false. Because the church's specialty, if you will, what the church knows most about is uh, what God has revealed to us on matters of faith what we believe about our, our, our Catholic faith and morals, how we are to act, not matters of science. Um, so the church does not specifically address, there are a few little things like the universe uh, began to exist, uh, but some of the details, the nuances of whether it be evolutionary history, biology, um, chemistry, cosmology, she doesn't get into in detail. On this particular question though, so I'm not avoiding your question. Uh, the church um, is says that we can, that God could have um, created the universe, uh, created species of, of life on earth by means of the evolutionary process. <clears throat> what the church says, reminds us is we know that God's always in charge. So it might look random from a, a perspective of natural science, but God is always guiding, was always guiding that process, even though it might look random as scientists are, are unpacking um, and explaining how that happened. Does that make sense so far? It does. Okay. So evolution may have been the means, but and some Christians like really push hard back on the idea of evolution because they think that it would go goes against what we read in the Bible in the book of Genesis, chapter one and two, seven days and so on. But really that's where we have to like what is the point of Genesis one and two? It's not really laying out a scientific textbook. It's tell us something about the nature of creation, that God has created from every created from everything, uh sorry, created everything from nothing. And that humanity, man and woman, is the pinnacle of his, of his um, material creation. So we're the high point of what he's created. And how he, he, how he, how he um, created us in terms of the history of life, it could have been through evolution. Now, a lot of people are pushing back. There are some, maybe some gaps in evolution, some people think. And so the church isn't saying, yes, evolution is true, any more than she says evolution is false. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Emily, do you have anything to add to that? Well, and I think it's really, um, you know, you articulated right at the beginning, just is is church and science, is, is faith and science at odds uh, from one another? You know, you kind of articulated the church doesn't necessarily speak into um, science in, in explicit ways, perhaps, because she, she, she speaks about what she knows. Yep. However, do you want to talk a little bit about just the role that Catholics have actually oh. played within scientific yeah. study. I mean, let's the Big Bang theory. Yeah, yeah. So, so just to briefly touch on that, and then we'll have to move on to another another uh, question. CC um, Catholics are firmly in support of of science. So, the Big Bang theory. You might know this already. Oh yeah. You know this. Already. <laughs> the Big Bang theory was originated by a Catholic priest, Father Georges Lemaitre, was a Belgian priest. He came up with the theory. Uh, the mod, the modern gen, human uh, modern genetics science uh, was developed by an Augustinian monk, Gregor Mendel. I mean, on and on and on. The church has always seen that science and faith go together, and there's no contradiction between them. So, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Great. Thank you so much Thanks, for being here Cece. today, Cece. You're Enjoy welcome. your St. Michael package. And we have our next caller on the phone, Mark from Rapid City. Are you with us, Mark? Yes, I am. You're driving down Rapid City. Are you in the car? Are you traveling today? I am traveling today, but I'm originally from Williston. Okay. Oh, great. great. All right. 
Okay, hit us, Mark. What's your question this morning? My, my question, or, or if you could explain a little bit about the scapula, what you wear around your neck. Uh, is that a, did I pronounce it right? Yep, yes. scapular. Yep. yep, the scapular, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, great question, Mark. So, first of all, um, you will win one of the St. Michael Protection Packages. Um, it, so, we'll, we'll be able to, to get that to you uh, if you'd like. Um, we'll, we'll make sure and, 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 and uh, track you down, if you will, set, mail you this St. Michael the Archangel Protection Package. But this is a great question. So, you just kind of wonder what is the scapular, right? Well, what is it? And I think there's a couple different kinds, and I was yeah. just kind of... What is the, yeah, if you just explain a little bit of it, I guess. Yeah, so the scap, you're right, there are a couple different kinds. That was one of the first comments I wanted to make was there are a couple different scapulars, but the one that's most well-known is the, well-known is the brown scapular uh, that a number of people wear, um, usually under, uh, close to their skin. So it's 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 a cl- kind of like a, a cloth necklace, if you will, listeners, if, if you have never heard of a scapular um, that, that you wear underneath your clothing. Um, and it's it's there as, as a devotion to our Lord through Mary. Uh, Emily, I, I don't, I, I know what a scapular is, have to answer it. Emily, do you, I don't wear a scapular, do you? Um, I do not, my husband does. Um, and, and I always find it like, it's, it's such a beautiful witness. And, and one of the things yeah. um, that the scapular says is uh, wh- something along the lines of whomever dies wearing this scapular uh, will, do you remember what the rest the no, part of it is? But will like basically be embraced um, by Our Lady at the heavenly gates right, kind right. of thing. And so um, the, the thought behind it is that um, it's, it's a way to simply to set ourselves apart, to um, kind of anoint ourselves, to put on Our Lady, put, to put on the armor of protection that is Our Lady um, in order that we might be granted um, access, yeah. access to heaven. And there's actually an enrollment that happens. Right. So when you wear the scapular, uh, you, don't just, you don't just buy it and put it on. You actually, there's a, there's a process of enrollment. Um, don't worry, you're not going to get like struck by lightning if you put it on before it's before you're enrolled uh but um i think really any priest can kind of help you in that process um but but to bless it and enroll you in the order of the brown scapular which comes along i think with certain things uh maintaining uh frequency of the sacraments going to confession that kind of thing yeah, veneration to mary is certainly a big part of it i, I wanted i looked up the quote because I, I i knew i didn't have it at the top of my head when you asked me whosoever dies in this garment shall not suffer eternal fire mm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, some people might be listening to that and be wondering, you know, so is this sort of like a, uh, this sounds a little superstitious. Well, remember with promises like this, there's always the proper disposition of the heart that's entailed. So um, I, I, when I wear the scapular, when somebody wears, like, like Emily's husband, when Matt wears the scapular, he's not doing that as su- superstition. Like, I just wear this and it's my get it out of jail free card. No, it's, it's a reflection of an interior disposition, um, a desire to be united to our Lord through our Lady. And and just, we should mention why a brown scapular? There's a Carmelite connection to the history. This goes back, the, the, the brown scapular goes back to the 13th century. Um, Mary appeared to St. Simon Stock, who was a Carmelite. Um, and, and and this is all private private devotion, by the way, folks, so um, Catholics aren't bound to believe this, but many Catholics do believe in the history of the brown scapular, and of course, many of them wear it. So Our Lady appeared to Simon Stock, uh, who was a Carmelite 
monk um, gave him the scapular and, and said those words. Again, this shall be a privilege for you and all Carmelites, she said, that anyone dying in this habit shall not suffer eternal life. And, and over time, that um, was extended to everyone who wears the, the brown scapular. Mark, does that kind of answer your question enough? Yes, it does. Uh, Great. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you so much for calling. And again, you've won that St. Michael the Archangel uh, protection package for folks uh, to, to uh, keep in their cars uh, as they're traveling. So, Mark, thanks for calling in. Uh, again, this is the Straight Talk segment. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And the number is 877-795-0122. That wasn't as good. That was pretty good. I know. I actually was pretty impressed. <laughs> 877-795-0122. You can also submit your questions on Facebook as well. Um, or if you don't want to be on the air, but you have a question that you'd like us to answer, you can call into that number, 877-795-0122, and you can always just um, submit your question, and it'll be read to us. And because of the awesome questions that we've had so far this morning, we have some exciting news. We've got one more package oh, that great. we're going to be giving away. So uh, we're going to give away a third set of our St. Michael um, protection package. I love that, the St. Michael protection package. Uh, we've got a visor clip that uh, goes right in your car that has an image, a beautiful image of St. Michael on it, a St. Michael chaplet, uh, a token, a prayer card um, that we're going to be giving away to another caller this morning. Again, 877-795-0122 is the number to call and ask your question and maybe just as importantly, get this really fun protection package. These are, that's a, a gift to our callers from the Mustard Seed Catholic store where Emily and I are broadcasting live this morning. Mm-hmm. So Emily, you mentioned, uh, you reminded me that it was Respect Life Month. I mentioned at the top of the show how um, it's Extraordinary Mission Month. Your role in the diocese, you're the director of adult, sorry, that's me, adult discipleship. <laughs> evangelization. You're the director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life. Yeah. Just curious, um, and you spoke to this a little bit, that, that great segment we had um, earlier about the Jericho Wall initiative that s- some folks here in Sioux Falls are doing. Um, when you think about the life issues, how do you talk to people about them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think... I- I have this sense, um, and I think I think many pro-life people are experiencing this as well, that there's a bit of the tables turning um, surrounding the respect life issue, surrounding the pro-life issue. Um, one of the things um, there's there seems to just be a new momentum. I think when New York passed their mm-hmm. um, abortion laws, their really uh, outrageous abortion laws, although I'll. I'll Uh, abortion laws are quite frankly very outrageous right now um but particularly almost looking at infanticide um i think there was many pro-life people that were maybe on the on the border that said okay enough is enough um so the tables are turning but one thing that i think is really helpful and and something that i that i try to do as much as i'm able to um when talking about the pro-life issue is to really approach it with a sense of joy Mm -hmm. um to articulate life is good you know i I, I feel like it would be um, unproductive or uh, ca- counterproductive, quite frankly, to be someone with my head hung low, unhappy about life, um, you know, not not a joyful person, not a person that's living in such a way that's attractive, and to say, oh, but life is really good. 
You should choose it. (laughs) Right. You should choose it. Doesn't that sound exciting? So I think one of my desires and one of the ways that I really try and talk about it is just to, to, to come at it with a sense of joy that life is very, very good. Life is a great gift. Um, and I think to combat some of the fear, you know, most women, uh, when looking at the abortion issue, most women choose abortion out of fear, a great fear of the unknown, a fear of how am I going to do this? A fear of what is this going to look like? A fear of being ostracized, a fear of being kicked out of high school, a fear of being not able to complete college, a fear of you name it, you know, a fear of another child, whatever it might be. Um, at the heart of it is fear. Most, most women don't want to choose that. So, um, you know, I think really addressing the fear with, you can do this, right? Life is going to, life is hard, but you can do this. You got this life is a gift and it's, and it's worth it to, to work hard. It's worth it, um, to, to invest in this life that you've been given. Um, even if it wasn't your timing, even if it wasn't your plan, uh, but to combat the fear with a real sense of joy. Amen. Uh, you're, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald and I am Emily Lita and you are listening to the straight talk segment on real presence live straight talk is where you have the opportunity to call in eight seven seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two is the number. Call in with any question that you have about the faith, about what the church teaches. We had a question this morning about the brown scapular, question about what the church teaches or does it teach about evolution. Any question um, is on the table. Emily and I will do our best to answer them. Uh, again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit your questions by via Facebook. Emily, the reason I, I, I so... Um, uh, agree with love what you were just articulating the importance of being um, joyful and so on is I think a, a lot of times when when we've been in the fight against something as as heinous and horrendous as abortion for as long as we have I mean some people have been in this fight since the beginning going back to Roe v. Wade in 1973 and it, it, on the one hand I think we can see where we're making headway every generation is more and more pro-life than the previous generation and yet abortion is still happening mm-hmm. Um, a, a million babies in our country alone are still being killed um, every year. And, and I, think, I think we have to fight against that almost despair. Um, and I think what can happen sometimes is we can be, become angry uh, about it. And so that, 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 that balance of being joyful and trusting the Lord, because St. Francis de Sales said that honey, honey attracts more flies than vinegar. Amen. So I think when we're joyful that way, um, we're much more likely to be heard by those who are confused or maybe even just disagree with us than if we're as St. Teresa of Avila said, dour-faced Christians. Lord, yeah. save me from dour-faced yeah. Christians. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We've got another caller on the phone. We're going to Canton, South Dakota. No. I think she's still... She, oh, sorry. We're just getting her on the line. Um, so, we're still getting her on the line. But Chris, I just want to go back to one of the things that you said there, like honey attracts yeah. more than vinegar. Yeah. And, and and how do we be that people of great joy? Was it John Paul II that said, you know, like... Um, we are people, we are an Easter people and hallelujah is our song. Yeah. Yeah, Really like combating that despair. And I think, um, actually one of the great things that I've seen happening in the pro-life movement is that there is kind of, like I mentioned, the tables turning a bit, there kind of is this momentum that's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the launch of the unplanned movie, um, was really, uh, was really critical um, in in this movement uh, because it kind of got pro-lifers surrounding um, on the same page, being moved in a certain way and recognizing like women are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. Workers are not the enemy. This industry that we've created, this fear that we've created uh, is something to be addressed. Amen. So Amen. I think we've got Jessica on the line now. Jessica, are you there? 
I am. What's your question this morning, Jessica? Well, good morning. Um, I wanted to ask you, in your roles as a docents and curators, um, (laughs) (laughs) about um, what are your favorite pieces of Catholic art in your home, kind of along the line of the home being the domestic church. We go to these beautiful churches, and how do we bring that beauty back into our homes to surround our children in and raise them up in this beautiful faith? Amen. Okay, Jessica, I'm fist pumping yeah, over here. I Emily's love this. Emily's very question. excited. This is a gr- <laughs> it's a great question. And before I go further, Jessica, I should say you will get the, the our our third and final Saint Michael the Archangel protection package for calling in. So thanks, first of all, for calling in. Um, I I I too love your question. I think m- one of my favorite pieces of art, and this one is actually hanging in my office. It's not at home, but I would love for it to be home. But it's in my office, so I'm going to go a little bit with it uh, by way of answering your question, then I'm going to let Emily talk uh, about hers. Um, I love uh, Caravaggio was an Italian Renaissance painter who has this incredibly vivid painting of St. Thomas the Apostle putting his finger into Jesus's side. Um, if you, uh, it's, it's called the incredulity, like incredible incredulity of St. Thomas, uh, Caravaggio. And I can't spell Caravaggio for you right now. But if you, if you, <laughs> if you Google that painting, Jessica, it's so vivid. And, and for me, why I love it, it's because it reminds me. So this is, this is the episode after Jesus rose from the dead. Thomas doubts that he's really alive. Jesus appears a week after Easter to them and tells Thomas to put his finger in his side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And I love that because Jesus Jesus Christ is alive, Jessica. He's risen from the dead, as you and I know, um, and we can encounter him. No, maybe I can't literally put my finger in his side uh, in this vivid way that Caravaggio portrays it, but I can count, encounter him through the sacraments of the church, through the teachings of the church, through the people that, through you, who I'm talking to on the phone, through the people that I'm sitting with in this room, that I can really encounter Jesus Christ. Uh, so so I, I'm, for me, that is probably probably one of my and people come into my office and my including my kids when they stop by and and I love talking about that painting. Emily, mm. what about you? Mm. Yeah, I I love that you um shared some <clears throat> sacred art and and we have some sacred art in our home as well, but I actually um I stumbled upon an artist on Instagram. She has an Etsy shop uh called Behold the Heart. Mm. And uh she really emphasizes kind of like it she's more of an illustrator, I would say. And I have an image of hers that's uh, Um, It's an image of Mary and Elizabeth, and the image is uh, Mary greeting Elizabeth. I'm just showing Chris on my Instagram account right now, Um, but it's Mary greeting Elizabeth, and there's just something about it. It's it's a bit abstract, uh, but very, very clear who it is. Does that make sense, Chris? It's kind of hard for me to describe, Um, but it's called Behold the Heart. Uh, Again, that's kind of her her ministry that's her uh, artwork and there's just something so captivating about it for me um and and she also has if you're if you're a mother if you know someone that's expecting she also has some really beautiful artwork of um mary kind of covering the shoulders of a woman in labor um a woman uh you know expecting a child you can just see the baby bump and then our lady with her halo kind of protecting her and so i think um there's a beautiful gift in that so i would say that's that's one of the images that I have right in my entryway, um, just displaying, uh, hopefully that when people come into my home, they would encounter Jesus Christ, Amen. that they would know he is present. Amen. Jessica, does that, that work for you for an answer to your question? 
Yes, it does. I, I mean, I I have crucifixes in my in my house, yes. of course, yep. And, yep. and we have the the Last Supper hanging and a few um, psalms, but just to go deeper and to find more beautiful artwork and um, you know the guardian angels in the children's rooms and things right. like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's all sorts of great art out there. Um, feel free. I mean, feel free to reach out to Emily or me. You're, you're here in our diocese. We'd be happy to visit with you more about that sometime. So thanks for calling in. Great. Thank thanks. you guys. Have a so- you too. God bless you. <clears throat> so uh, we got two more questions uh, that we're going to get to yet this this segment. We have somebody in studio on our next question. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Jackie. Jackie, what's your question this morning? Okay, so I'm finding myself in a a life situation right now that I was not really expecting to be in at this point in my life. And I want to be able to offer that up as as a uh, I don't know what as the an right offering. word an offering yeah, yeah. to something but is it okay to specify who you're offering up something to yep. or for what mm. that's a, that's a great right. question well and then there's another part so do I do I also have to be joyful in doing it? <laughs> uh, that's, the second one, uh, I'm going to answer the first part. I'm going to let Emily answer the oh, come on. <laughs> So gr- those are both great questions, Jackie. Uh, yes, you can specify. So anytime, um, whether uh, you know you do a penance, you know, a suffering that you take on, or whether you're experiencing suffering and you want to offer that for a purpose, you can specify who and when. They can be deceased, but they can also be living. So you can specify or can me a circumstance so lord i'm, I'm going through this, this 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 struggle this pain i'm offering this to you for whoever or whatever so yes okay mm-hmm. to your second one um <laughs> um while our lord might well he does i think invite us to endure suffering with joy it's not necessary if, if you in a place where you can't get there um you could still offer it up and that's still meritorious to use the technical term. It's still, it still uh, is a good thing. It still quote unquote works for lack of a better word. Um, our, you know, our Lord wants us to be able to embrace our crosses, but if we can't get right, can't quite get there, he still rejoices that we're offering it up. Mm. Does that Thanks. answer your question? Yes. Mm-hmm. All Thank right. You. Thanks Jackie. And I think we have a call from Sioux Falls. Carol, are you there? I am. Carol, what's your question? Uh, first of all, thanks for taking the call. Um, I just happened to turn on the radio and caught the, the <clears throat> tail end of the scapular conversation, or yeah. the question about the scapular. And um, I, I thought I would call and ask, um, and this, uh, I'm not quite sure how to ask this um, without it sounding, um, uh, I'm not even sure the, what the right word is to say. I go through times where I put the scapular on, and mm-hmm. then there are times where it's, um, it's, it's hard to wear it under certain clothing without it, with someone, com- someone coming up to me and saying, oh, something's sticking out of your shirt or oh, right. um, or mm-hmm. another tag out or whatever. So how do you get past um, that, saying, okay, I just need to wear this and know that if it's showing, it's okay. Um, you know, and sometimes I feel like it looks, because um, the scapular starts to look like it's worn and, and things too, which is good that you're wearing it, but also... Um, you know, I, I I feel like there's sometimes I'm like, okay, well, what I have on right now, I can't quite get it to to stay underneath the clothing properly, and 
So I, I, I feel like I shouldn't worry about that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I do. And how do I, how do you, how do you deal or how, yeah. how do you get past that or... Yeah, great um, question, Carol. We just have a few. We just have a few seconds left, so I'll try and give a really quick answer. And I'd love to have another conversation. Okay. Feel free to email me. But um, I think the first question is: Jesus, is it is it your desire that I wear the scapular? Amen. Mother Mary, is it your desire that I would wear the scapular? Um, and if someone comes up and says, "Hey, you have something sticking out," being being ready with your elevator pitch uh, to say, "Oh, this is this is what this is. Let me show you." You know, kind of an invitation. Um, that's happened to my to my husband a couple of times. This little boy said, "Hey, what's this?" You know, and and it was this beautiful opportunity for him to. To explain this is what this is and this is why I wear it um, if it is something you know maybe a more formal attire or or if it feels just uh, uncomfortable or whatever to wear it another option would be to put it around your waist um, during those uh, with with a shirt or a blouse or whatever that you feel like it's kind of hanging out too much um, would be an option as well so I hope that answers your question and we do oh, hope. It does. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for calling in. Wow, we had Thanks, awesome Carol. questions this yeah, morning, Chris. We, we did. Thank you to everybody who called in, uh, walked in with your questions. Again, this segment airs 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday.